My name is Amber Smith, and you're listening to The Seeker Podcast, Episode 5. It's your fault, and that's a good thing. Welcome to The Seeker Podcast, where learners and doers come because they want more for their life, their family, business, and faith. My name is Amber Smith, and if you are seeking something new or more for your life, you've found the right place. Hello, my friends. Happy Monday, which is when you're listening to this. It is not Monday for me, and it has been a very late night, but I really want to get this done for you and for me. I really want to create a sense of community, hopefully, and provide a lot of value. That's my number one goal, and I'm I'm happy to be here, actually, even though it's late for me. I've been busy playing with my girls and coaching and watching Star Wars with my husband. <laughs> And it's been a good good weekend, and I'm I'm excited to get this done. Today's topic is going to be an interesting one. Some of you might not like it, but I hear me out. I really want you to listen all the way through. I think this is a really important topic to discuss. If you paid attention, the title of this episode is "It's Your Fault," and that's a good thing. And I really want to dive deep. So, just to start, I want to lay the groundwork. What I'm talking about is not scenarios when your agency was taken away, specifically things like rape and violence and abuse and any other extreme circumstance where your agency was taken away. That is that is definitely not what I'm talking about when I talk about it's your fault. Um, what I mean when I say that are things that are a result of your agency and your choices. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, because some people might take this the wrong way. And I I do not want that to be the message because holy crap, I can talk about that a lot, but those things are very different than what I'm talking about today. So just, even though that's kind of somber, I wanted to put it out there. So like I said, what I am talking about are things in your life, problems, issues, results, (laughs) um, that you created and used your agency and your choices and your thinking and your actions to create something that you're not happy with. And maybe you don't know that you created it. And so I'll just start sharing this quote with you. I'm, I'm reading a book. It's called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone that I love. It is not for everyone, <laughs> but it um, it has a lot of good points in it. He makes this one point that even if you don't agree with it, it's food for thought. And he says, it's not happening to you, it's happening because of you. And he's talking about life. And Tony Robbins says something similar. He says, it's happening for you, not to you. And I just want to kind of expand on that idea. Like, so many people, I I think they, they say, oh, this is happening to me, you know. Kind of the victim mentality that they have no control over their life. And to me, that is like the saddest thing I can hear someone say, because it takes away all their power. The reason I say it's your fault and that's a good thing is because it gives you the power back. It gives you the ability to change something. And another clarification I want to make is I'm not talking about self-pity or self-hate, like, oh, this is all my fault. I'm talking about making it your fault in a really empowering way. Like whatever your problem is, whether it be personal or financial or, you know, in your marriage or with your children or with your in-laws or at your job or in your church, or whatever, whatever problems you're experiencing, looking at it in a way that's really empowering, like, how can I make this better? How can I completely change this? How can I improve? How can I get the results I actually want? 
Because when you take accountability, I think it opens the doors to finding solutions. I think one of the biggest things that I have helped other people do and helped myself do by learning, you know, some of the coaching tools I use is focusing on what I can control, which is my own thinking, my own feeling, and my own actions, right? Everything stems from our thoughts, either subconscious or conscious, right? Um, And I think if we focus on other people's actions and say that's why we're getting the results, it takes away all our power or the economy or the, you know, the certain political (laughs) figure um, or whatever it is. If it's outside of ourselves, we can't really do anything about it. And to me, that makes me so sad. And that's how people stay stuck sometimes for years is when they blame other people because you can't change other people. You can't change the weather. You can't change the economy. You can't change what happened in the past. You can only change what's happening now that's within your realm of control, which, like I said, is your thoughts, feelings, and actions. That's it. And this is kind of a similar podcast to the the one I recorded about controlling the controllable, but it's more about the focus, um, that making it your fault in the good way, (laughs) changes everything. It kind of reminds me of that quote um, (laughs) that you are the problem, but that's good news because you're also the solution, right? And so if you're, whatever problem you have, everyone has problems. I'm, I'm not discounting that. Whatever problem you're going through, I suggest that you really take a look at how you're part of the problem because as soon as you do that, you become the solution. You can fix it. And so some things I've done in my own life is ask different and better questions when I'm faced with a problem. And a lot of it is geared right towards me, not nothing out of my control. I'm taking all back onto me, right? And I'm not perfect at this, but it has helped me actually make improvements and move the needle to make it better. And so the questions that I ask are like, how could I have prevented this? What is my role in this problem? What can I do now to solve it? Where can I put in more effort to make this better? And those are just a few, but do you see how it's all directed towards me? You know, I'm not talking about the problem. I'm talking about how I influence the problem. Where we focus is where all our energy will go, right? And so if we're focusing on the problem, we'll just create more of that. But as soon as we start focusing on the solution, which is our own brains, (laughs) we can actually move the needle and, you know, improve something. I work with a lot of clients in their business, and this is something that I see a lot you know, it's so tempting to blame the algorithm or other people that aren't buying your product or service, or it's your website, or it's your Aunt Margaret's nasty comment on your Facebook page, or it's the Facebook ad that didn't go through, or whatever it is that's not you. It's easy to blame it because it kind of, it releases you of your role in it, and it makes you feel at peace in the moment. It justifies it. And everyone wants to feel at peace and okay. And so I think it's a dangerous spot to be in when you start blaming other things because it feels right. It feels like it's the truth. And even if it is true, this is what I want to offer you. Even if the Facebook ad didn't go through, even if the algorithm changed, even if those things are true, how does dwelling on it make your business better? How does accepting that as truth move the needle? Because my guess is, is it doesn't. It doesn't make it better to think, oh, the algorithm screwed me again, right? It doesn't change anything. As soon as you say, how can I show up better? How can I sell better? What can I do to improve my offer? How can I reach more people, right? Those are more solution-focused ideas. And once you get solution-focused, what do you know? You start making progress and you start solving problems and you fix your own problem instead of waiting for the algorithm to change in your favor, right? 
Even if you don't have a business and you're listening to this, I want to offer you another example. And this is in parenthood. Um, I think sometimes it's easy to blame our kids. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in a really loving way. If you have a kid that, you know, is a hard kid and they throw tantrums or they won't sleep or they won't eat or they won't slow down, whatever it is, how does dwelling on that help you? My guess is that it doesn't help you solve the problem. It doesn't help you show up better. But a better question might be, how can I increase my patience? What do I need to understand better? How can I teach them? How do I create time and space so I can have a break? Who can help me do this? Those are better questions because there's something that you can actually do to change it. I think, especially with parenthood, it can get tricky because it's so intertwined and sometimes we don't realize (laughs) what the actual problem is. And I'm not saying that it's always our fault, but if you make it your fault you can do something about it. And like I said, this is with love. This isn't with self-hate or self-pity. This isn't with people-pleasing or codependency. This is with just taking a real look at what you're currently doing and what that's creating for you and if you like that or if you want to change it. I remember this one time, Tegan, she's three. (laughs) She was throwing the biggest tantrum ever in the bath, like crazy, like borderline possessed, right? (laughs) I didn't know what to do. And I probably reacted really badly because it seems like her screaming just got worse. I couldn't get her soap off her hair. She was kicking water, you know, like it was past bedtime. It was awful. And I kept thinking about how crazy she was (laughs) and why she's so tired. And, you know, she just needs to go to bed. And I kept saying that you just need to go to bed. You just need to go to bed just get out of the bath. You need to go to bed. And I felt bad when she actually did go to sleep because I knew I didn't handle it well. And when I was reflecting, this principle came into my mind, like, how is this my fault? And when I asked that my, you know, that question with love, not with, you know, self-pity or self-hate, just with love, like, how could I have done that better? You know, how could I have shown up with more love or, you know, even just with more patience and calmness? I realized, you know, I was thinking about it the totally wrong way. I was totally putting Tegan in the in the driver's seat, which like, you know, I'm the adult here. <laughs> I should be in the driver's seat. I overreacted, which made her scream more. I should have given her a bath earlier. I should have, you know, made it more fun. I should have maybe not even given her a bath and pushed it when she was so tired, right? All of those things would have led to a better outcome than her bursting into tears, freaking out, and then me basically forcing her into bed. And then I feel guilty and crappy. And then the blame game, you know, because what sucks is when you don't take accountability, you start blaming yourself in the bad way in the, oh, I'm a bad mom, right? Instead of how can I make that better or prevented it? And so I think the blame game is, is a counterfeit of what I'm talking about. And so I just want to remind you, I'm not talking about blaming yourself in the bad way that sends you spiraling into crappy places, into self-loathing or low self-esteem or the mommy guilt. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the way that empowers you to make a better choice to create a different outcome and in a way that provides more peace and more control so that you feel good about what you're doing. I also think this is just higher level thinking for people. You know, you know, something bad happens and it's easy to just go, oh, that sucked. I'm going to watch Netflix. But what I'm asking you to do and what I try to do myself is to really reflect on what happened and then ask yourself the questions that I talked about. How can this be prevented? What could I do to make it more fun? Um, what, you know, how do I want to show up that would allow for her emotions better? 
all those things that I don't know the answer to, only you know the answer. But by asking yourself those questions with love, (laughs) um, I think it will allow you to open the door to new possibilities and have more grace with yourself and with your children or with your business or with your husband or with your car or with your job or anything is when you ask better questions, you get better, better answers. And this is the process of a lifetime. I'm not, I'm not suggesting this is going to happen overnight, but I think the more we do it, the more we reflect on how we can prevent things from happening or how we can improve things or how we can prepare ourselves better. We're going to feel more in control of our life and we're going to produce better results. And I think this is just a reminder that life is about growing. It's not about hating yourself into change or saying, I'm not good enough where I am. What the real underlying message of this whole podcast will be is that there's room to grow and that's exciting and it's powerful. It's not disempowering. It's actually really empowering to think about it this way, that you can become whoever you want to become by making it your fault that you're not there yet. When I first started my business, it made me really sad. I had a few people reach out to me and say something like, you know, it's just really not a good time. The market's so crowded um, for life coaches. And I laughed and I said, yeah, okay. So how am I making money if it's so crowded, right? Because people's stories will keep them where they are. And that's a good example of like blaming something outside of yourself for your results and I'm not saying I'm I'm this amazing person, but I refuse to let other things dictate what I can or can't do because I, I just want to believe in what's possible for me. And that has allowed me to create things that other people don't because I take control and I blame myself for my results. And if you follow that thought through, you'll see that it's true. If you blame the economy for your finances, you're never going to do anything to fix your finances. If you blame the algorithm for your lack of clients, you're never going to do what it takes to get clients. If you blame your husband for your subpar marriage, you're never going to do anything to change it. This is kind of harsh truth, but it is true. And I I just want to empower you and equip you with the mindset that you can change anything you want going forward. And like I said, I, I mentioned a few things in the beginning of this podcast that I don't think are even on the table for this conversation. And those things you can only change about how you think and I would encourage that in therapy and with some people who can really help you. What we're talking about here is things that aren't as extreme and that involve your own agency. I also think that specifically making it your fault doesn't let you give up. I think it's easy to give up (laughs) when there's something external happening. It's easy to give up when no one wants your product. It's easy to give up when the market's saturated. It's easy to give up when your husband doesn't care. It's easy to give up when your kid's just a really hard kid. You know, it's hard to give up on what you want when you say, what can I do to make this better? What's my role in this? How do I want to show up in my marriage? How do I want to show up in my business? How do I want to show up in my life? When you look at it that way, there's nothing that is outside of your ability to do something. And to me, that's the most encouraging message in the world is that you can always choose something different or better, or new, that allows you to have the opportunity to have a new result. My my favorite thing about this whole thing is that there's no limit to how many times you can try something. That's exciting. That's encouraging. That's why I say go all in, go for it, (laughs) because there's no, you know, there's no set limit on how many times you can start again, or try something new, or take a new approach with someone, or the problem. 
Because as long as it's someone else's problem or the world's problem or some big event's problem, right? It's not your problem. You can't fix it. You stay stuck and that could be endless. No one likes feeling stuck. And yet we do it to ourselves all the time by blaming something that's not within our control. And so this whole podcast, the thought behind it is to wake you up. What can you do differently in a loving, encouraging way, not in a self-hate kind of way that will create something better for you or for your family or for your business or for your job, whatever it is that comes to mind when I have talked about all these things, what can you do to be part of the solution? What can you do to change your own life and take it back, take your control back and feel empowered in your life again? I... I see so many people who feel so stuck and it's because they're not looking inward on what they can do to make it better. This is some tough love, but it is love. And you should have tough love with yourself too. You know, I I think it's good to reflect and take a hard look at what's going on so that you can make it better because you are worthy of better. There's always room to grow. And that's the most exciting message ever to me. Not in a bad way, in a great way. So I hope something resonated with you. I hope that you really took this to heart in the, like I said, the encouraging way, the loving way to yourself. There's no reason to go and beat yourself up when you do this exercise of looking at how it's your fault. This is a, with love, with immense self-love, looking at your life and the problems that you're experiencing right now and deciding to take control back so that you can create the results and the life that you want. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. Um, I really appreciate all the support I've gotten since I've launched this podcast, and I plan on doing many, many more. If you could do me a huge favor and leave a review, that would be amazing. Um, It is life for podcasters, so I really appreciate it, and I will see you next week. Thank you.